To the phone lines we go. Our very good pal Justin Ferguson joins us live from Seattle. He's on the program with us now. Ferg, how are things, man? I'm cold. I'm very cold. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the week that you've had so far out west there with the basketball team. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a good trip. Um, Los Angeles is Los Angeles, you know, pretty mild weather. Um, too many people, but uh, it was a good <laughs> trip. Um, you know, uh, I know Auburn didn't come out with a win in that game, but uh, really good Auburn crowd uh, in that one. Uh, they made their presence felt. And you kind of feel like, you know, maybe maybe a looser whistle on Auburn and, and the help of Wendell Green Jr. Uh, in question, you, you think Auburn might have come out with that win, but I thought they played a lot better against USC than they did against Memphis a week earlier. And they're going to look to carry that in because if they play, if they play like they did against USC, against Washington tomorrow night, and cut down the turnovers, I think they'll be in fine shape um, just looking at the matchup there. But, you know, in Seattle, um, you know, it's the first time I've ever been up here. Uh, a lot of fun. It, I, they told me they told me it doesn't snow this much up here usually. And so, like, the one time I'm here, it is, like, just bitterly cold and uh, snowing. Yeah. Um, so I'm having to deal with that. But it's been fun. It's been, it's been a really good time just to kind of, you know, see a lot of stuff I've never seen before and, uh, you know, getting ready for uh, – Getting ready for uh, signing day tomorrow. Going to be covering that from a hotel room, so that'll be fun. And now you get to talk about the fact that you've seen, uh, after tomorrow, two games in Pac-12 arenas. Uh, what was mm-hmm. that yep. atmosphere like like at USC, and what are you expecting for a home Washington Huskies basketball game? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, you know Bruce Pearl said it the other day. It's like, you know, you want to play on the road during Christmas break. Yeah. because that's when the home court advantage is at its weakest. Great you don't point. Have students in, you don't have students there. Uh, it's usually lighter crowds. I and mean, we've seen that at Auburn, too. So, um, you know, the USC crowd, I, it was pretty 50-50, I think, when it was all said and done. Um, Auburn had a great crowd there. Uh, the L.A. Auburn Club, um, you know, is, is a pretty good-sized one uh, here on the West Coast. Um, they had a great time, had a bunch of events here. Um, you know, fully endowed a scholarship um, with the money they raised uh, this past weekend, which is really cool to see, and um, yeah, Washington will be tougher. Uh, the, I, to my knowledge, the Washington, the Seattle Auburn club is not as big, nearly as big as the LA one. Um, but I'll be interested to see Wednesday before Christmas what that crowd looks like from from a Seattle perspective, uh, from Washington's perspective. You know, Washington's not Washington's not as good uh, as as some of these teams Auburn's played recently. So I, you know, uh, it'll be interesting. It's it's the best time to play on the road, though. Uh, and uh, that USC, that USC atmosphere, very, very nice, very nice kind of newer arena. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a it was a fun time, um, you know, and, and really enjoyed uh, getting to cross that one off the list. What is uh, Wendell Green Jr. status heading into tomorrow night's game? So Wendell Green Jr., um, as everybody knows, who watched the game on Sunday, played in the first half, played a little bit in the second half, just could not go all the way through. He has been practicing. Um, last couple days. Um, so we will see if he gives it a go, um, you know, on Wednesday. If not, I think Auburn can feel pretty confident that Zep Jaster stepped up and played really well um, at point guard in the second half in his absence. And, of course, Trey Donaldson, you know, when he was not in foul trouble, played played ex- extremely well. And he has been, I think, Auburn's most impactful guard over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's playing without without fear. Um, you know, there's some brushing mistakes that are made, but, I mean, he play, he's, he's very, very effective out there. So, if Wendell Green Jr. is not able to go, obviously that that hurts Auburn in the fact that they don't have their their starting point guard out there. But the way Donaldson played, um, these, played these last two games, and honestly, I think the way Zeb Jasper finished that game 
uh, for Auburn and giving, that, giving them a chance um, just kind of with some of the plays he made. And obviously he's such an elite defender. Um, you know, Auburn, Auburn could survive not having Wendell if he's not able to go. But, you know, I, if, if he feels like he can play and, and, and they feel like they can, they can give it a go, um, he will. So he's here. He's been practicing to my knowledge. And so it'll just be interesting to see what just how he feels tomorrow. What do you think we can expect from Chance Westry, uh, not only in tomorrow's game, but throughout the rest of the year? I know we had the on-ball experience uh, kind of as that point guard, and now Trey Donaldson is back in the rotation. As you said, had his best game collegiately at USC. How does that impact Westry? Yeah, I think they just got to find a way to get Westry on the floor on the wing. Um, I think, you know, it's tough because they like having Alan Flanagan and, 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 uh, uh, you know, Chris Moore out there as much as possible, even – Running those guys together at sometimes when uh, whenever uh, Jalen Williams isn't on the floor, um, so you know if you're if you're Auburn, you know just find ways to get steal some minutes with Westry. He's just he's just not there. Uh, he's not in rhythm. He's not in momentum. He's forcing some things. It's just I, I think you know it's tough, man. Like he played so well uh, in Israel, and then he got hurt, and then he had to have that surgery, and it's just kind of zapped a lot out of him. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. Doesn't mean you give up on him. I think he and Yoan Treyor are both guys that can get better as the season goes on. But Auburn's got to start making some tough decisions about, like, okay, who plays when and how and how much do they play moving forward. Um, and so they might kind of fade out of the rotation a little bit, but I don't think you completely pull the plug on either of them. But I do think Westry's future uh, with Donaldson's emergence, with um, you know, with uh, with Zeb Jasper being able to play one, I think his I think his future, at least in the near term, is going to be. You know, either probably the three, maybe maybe a little bit of two if they need him there, um, and just try to work him in there. You don't don't need to force anything, don't need anything to rush with him, but you also don't need to pull the plug on him. And of course, this Auburn team after Washington will get set for SEC play, Ferg. And this game, I think, is big in a lot of people's minds for just the direction the team is taking. If it's going to start trending upward or start trending down towards the bottom of an NCAA tournament team, or possibly on the bubble. And I know it's really early to start talking about things like that. But just when you evaluate this team, what does this team feel like to you in regards of, of its uh, trajectory and just what does it need to do to kind of get things righted overall and, and kind of start to get build momentum as they get into SEC play? As they're, as they're playing right now, they're probably a team that's going to be fighting for an NCAA tournament spot. I don't, I don't think they're, you know, like out of it or, you know, completely on the bubble. But, like, I think they're a mid-tier SEC team right now. They're not among the elites, uh, but they're not – I don't think they're a bottom half conference team either. So they're in that kind of like, you know, five, six, seven spot um, in the SEC in my mind at the point. But this is a team that's built to get better as time goes on. Um, Bruce Pearl experimented a lot this first month and a half of the season with his rotation and getting guys in certain spots. You start tying some things up. You start focusing some things and drilling it down here in SEC play. And, you know, I think every team in the SEC has their strengths and weaknesses. I think Auburn's going to have a harder time against teams with a lot of firepower on offense, uh, especially at the guard spot and on the wing. However, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily line up with, like, it's not like there's a ton of SEC teams that are just just monsters on offense uh, right now. So in a, in a league more geared towards defense, I think Auburn can can hang around and, and, and grind some games out. But, it, you know, it's, it's just going to be one of those things that how much do they get better, how much smoother do things look on offense moving forward when they start locking down uh, you know what the rotation is going to be, who's going to be playing where, what the game plan is. I, I do think they play much better at USC than they did against Memphis, except for the turnovers. And I have to believe that not having Wendell Green Jr. and also 
not having Trey Donaldson for most of that second half really took a toll on them, um, you know, with, with, with the turnover battle. And even then, even with all the turnovers, they still scored a decent bit, um, shot pretty well for them. And, you know, if, if USC wasn't in the double bonus for most of the second half, you're probably looking at a game that Auburn could have won. So I don't think you need to worry about it uh, if you're Auburn. I do think they got better over, you know, this. this like, we'll see how they do against Washington. Uh, but if they put another good performance, I don't think they're going backwards, um, even though they've lost two recent games. You just got to look at kind of how they're playing. And, and uh, you know, the team that played USC with less turnovers and less fouls, that team can make an NCAA tournament and make some noise in the SEC. In the SEC. I, I really believe that. Ferg, one of the things we talked a lot about on this show is the lack of an offensive guy who can go out and get a bucket whenever he needs it, a guy who can take over a game. Uh, so far this season, a guy like that hasn't really stepped forward. Uh, is there a guy like that who can do that on this team? And if so, who do you think it is? I, I really don't know if there is a guy like that, uh, honestly. I just The way this team looks, it's just it's going to have to be one of those things where everybody else has to kind of raise their floor a little bit and just be more consistent in that case. You can see where a guy like Alan Flanagan with a lot of confidence can be that guy. Jay Williams can give you good buckets, but it's just neither of those guys have been as consistent enough as you want them to. So I think they have the potential, but you don't have that consistency. I think Janai Broom's playing a lot better, um, you know, on offense in the last couple of games. That'll help you out a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just kind of missing it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, the, it's the roster is the roster at this point. And you got to make the most of it. And I think Bruce Pearl's trying to do that. You go back to that 2019, 2020 team. Um, you know, that team had Samir Dowdy and like, it's like, you know, Samir probably had that, had that attribute to him, but he wasn't, you know, elite elite at being a scoring guard, but he could do it. So it's just, can, can somebody get to a Samir Dowdy level? Can, can Alan Flanagan uh, get to like a Samir Dowdy level of, you know, getting, getting buckets? If so, the way they play defense, the way they show the potential on rebound, they can be fine and, and you know, make some noise. But, yeah, it's just I think the more thing that this team needs are instead of having, like, the guy, uh, if that doesn't come up, they just need more guys to just give um, just more. Just just be more consistent with what they give and don't be so up and down where you have, you know, have a game where, you know, Jalen Williams goes off one night and then the next night it only takes, like, four shots. Like, you, you can't have that nearly as much. You can't have Katie Johnson go wild in a game and then really not do anything the next. So that, to me, seems to be kind of the more likely scenario. Justin Ferguson here with us from the Auburn Observer. Follow him on Twitter, at JFergusonAU. I want to transition to Auburn football ahead of signing day. Before we get there, however, random question. Super random question, but we were discussing it a little bit later in the program today. Justin Ferguson, I ask you, did you like the show Cat Dog? Um, yeah, I remember watching it when I was a kid and like, I can't tell you a lot about it. it it's wasn't okay one of my to say no, but it, yeah, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it wasn't something I did. I disliked. Also, I'll put it that way. It was like, if it was on, I would watch it, but it wasn't like one of my favorites. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I, I think that's in, a win for the pro cat dog folks in the <laughs> <yeah>. studio. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not a part I would, of that I would lean more towards like, I don't dislike it. So yeah, like that would be kind of more towards the, you know. I'd be more towards the positive than the negative. Just what was the purpose, fellas? It's a cat and it's a, a dog combined in one, and I just... It's a kid's show. What's the purpose me. of any of them besides PBS shows? It didn't do it for me. Yeah, no, it's it's a kid's cartoon. That's 
that's what that's all we need for. to say okay i'm glad I mean, we know where you I mean, stand SpongeBob was about a sponge who talked like you know what was up like you know they're all they're all dumb at their core he just silenced me with that response right there. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. I mean, I've never really thought to think SpongeBob is about a sponge that talks. Well done. It's about a it's about a sponge who works at a burger restaurant. <laughs> like and lives in a pineapple. Like, come on. <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. Oh, Ferguson's here with us. Uh, Justin Ferguson, that is. Uh, of the Auburn Observer again at J Ferguson AU on Twitter. What are you expecting for signing day tomorrow? I, I think Auburn's gonna gonna do pretty well on signing tomorrow. They've okay. got they're in the running for some guys that that you know may surprise you, and they just picked up a JUCO defensive lineman uh, that I don't think anybody was thinking was gonna make the decision today. Um, so that's a pickup. Like they've got momentum. Um, you know, here's the thing: is that tomorrow, whatever Auburn ends with tomorrow, know that they're not done. You know, transfer portal's still gonna be going on. There's another window. Um, you know, after spring practice, and there's still right. time. You know, after early signing period where you know, guys can still make their moves. There's guys who are going to be committing and making decisions in February. Um, you know, who are uh, who are in high school in the JUCO ranks. So, you know, I, but I do think they're going to they're going to you know make some moves. Um, I think they're going to be you know they can get a decent amount of commitments tomorrow and try to push into a range where you know maybe we're looking at this this class potentially getting into like top 15 territory, which is really good uh, from where they started. And I think Hugh Freeze and his staff have done an excellent job of, um, you know, hitting the ground running, which is kind of to be expected. I think that was part of the pitch when they hired him. It was just like, hey, you know, this dude's going to be able to recruit. He's going to be able to do it immediately, right. unlike the last guy. So, like, that's, that's, a big, that's a big win for them. And I also think one of the other things is that, you know, that this staff can be commended for is keeping uh, the two guys that have, you know, kept this class together and batted onto it in Cadillac Williams and Zach Etheridge. Those are Auburn dudes, keeping them on board. Um, they're great recruiters. Um, you know, they're great culture guys. And, like, that's, you know, that is huge, huge for recruiting. And they're seeing the benefits of it. So, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think they won't get everybody they want. And, like, to this point, like, you know, the, the five stars from Carver, I would lean towards them going to Alabama, especially if it's a package deal. But, like, they're, Auburn's still in the hunt. And they're going to be still in the hunt for a number of, you know, four-star guys that, that, sure. that uh, have a lot of really good offers. So, like, they're, they're going to be in a good spot. Well, we're going to be following all of the signing day coverage with your work at the Auburn Observer. Do sign up. Get yourself a subscription. The Christmas gift ideas are phenomenal that Fergus talked over the past few weeks as well. So, uh, again, certainly do appreciate the time. Have your dinner plans already been made this evening in Seattle, or are you still trying to figure that out? Nope, got it, got it set. I am going to a, uh, I'm going to a Kraken game tonight, NHL team. Um, wow! And, All and, right. Yeah, and there is a, there's a really highly touted Korean place that two different people have told me about since I got here. Um, that it's like a five minute walk from the arena. So we're gonna, we're gonna do that and watch some hockey tonight. There we go. That's what I love to hear. Thanks for the time today, Ferg. We'll talk again soon. Safe travels back home and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, you guys.